Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with tastemakers, trendsetters, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. Research released last week by the International Food Information Council reveals consumers are awakening to the idea that their dietary choices impact climate change. And while some already consider environmental sustainability when selecting products, many more say they would if they had more information, creating a unique marketing opportunity for brands. IFIC's 16th Annual Food and Health Survey of more than 1,000 U.S. adults conducted in March found 42% of respondents believe their individual food and beverage choices have a significant or moderate impact on the environment, but currently only 31% ranked environmental sustainability as an important factor in their food choices, far lower than other priorities. But even though environmental sustainability came in after convenience, healthfulness, price, and taste as a top food and beverage purchase driver, IVIC also found that 53% agree that if it was easier to understand the actual environmental impact of their food choices, it would give them greater influence on the choices that they make. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, we look at how the barley ingredient supplier Evergrain and post-holding subsidiary Bright Future Foods are talking with consumers about the environmental impact of their recently launched Airly Oat Cloud Crackers, which they bill as the first climate-friendly snack. The co-founders of Airly Foods also share the steps they're taking to reduce their carbon footprint at each point in the supply chain, and how they're using carbon credits to offset emissions that they can't yet eliminate. So the inspiration for Airly Foods was born out of a sense of urgency to address climate change in a way that didn't just slow the inevitable, but could actually help reverse it without feeling like a sacrifice so that others would want to follow suit. To do this, Airly's chief marketing officer, Jennifer McKnight, said the company took a hard look at the top greenhouse gas emitters and asked what if the source of the problem could also be the solution. Uh, you know, 25 to 30% plus, depending on which study you look at, of the greenhouse gases that are out there result from the global food supply chain network. Um, so for us, that was really an important impetus. And we started with a question of what if, you know, what if instead of just trying to be less bad, um, that we could actually harness the power of food to help fight climate change. So that really became our mission of Airly, uh, the big, hairy, audacious goal of trying to reverse climate change through food. Um, and so we look at it as a really important industry uh, to help lead the way uh, from the standpoint of food is something we're eating every single day. And it's something that's so common and such a part of the human condition and experience. Um, this is a really exciting place to help start that discussion. Uh, I don't know that I can speak to how we compare to other industries, but I'll say we have a really important role to play when it comes to leading the discussion. When we first started this journey, 
Um, you know, at the time it was Mark and I, and we really spent some time thinking about what the core values of this company were going to be even before we had a product. Um, so the four that we had laid out, really first and foremost, was the time is now. Um, you know, as we've looked at others in the space, I think you know, we've seen a pattern of a lot of times perfection getting in the way of progress. And so as we built Airly and we built it, uh, you know, a company behind that, our focus was on, you know, let's do the best that we possibly can. We're going to be very transparent with the consumer on where we are on that journey, what we're doing really well, and what we'd like to do better. But we're not going to wait, you know, for the quote-unquote perfect solution. So that was really core value number one is let's get a move on it. Um, you know, the, the second core value for us is this needs to be accessible to all. Uh, there are brands out there that are excellent and do wonderful things and have great missions. Um, unfortunately, because they are so specialized or because they are so expensive, they're not always accessible to the masses. And so as we thought about really developing a product, we wanted to make sure that there were no, tra no trade-offs. Um, it tastes delicious. We want it to be available where you shop, uh, and that it's at a great value. The last two values for us were just continual improvement. We'll get better every single year, uh, and respect for nature. From this framework came Airly's first products, a line of sweet and savory oat-based crackers that the company's chief science officer and co-founder, Mark Izzo, explained are craveable accessible, and make it easy for everyone to reduce their carbon footprint. So we deliberately designed our product line to kind of meet the needs of today's consumers in the snacking space. We've got flavors that are really um, craveable, approachable, accessible. You know, we've got cheese, we've got uh, sea salt on the sweet end, and then we've got on the, the um, sweet end uh, chocolate cracker, which is actually revolutionary in and of itself and a salted caramel, so that that kind of sweet occasion um, is also well served by this. So um, a, a, the, the choice of snack crackers is also very deliberate on our part because foods like um, shelf-stable snack crackers are very low-energy foods to begin with in terms of producing these things, right? So if you contrast them to foods that might be frozen foods, as an example, a lot of carbon is emitted during um, those highly intensive processed foods. So we took kind of a minimally processed food in the first place, and then we engineered our entire supply chain to be very efficient and very effective. And what that did is allow us to provide um, our product to the consumer at very accessible price points. So this is not at all a product for the few. It is a product literally uh, a la one of our tenants for everyone. So, um, and what that's going to result in is everybody can kind of participate in fighting climate change. It's going to be a virtuous cycle of then more acres planted. Um, and, and again, very much no, no behavior change is needed. It's a very craveable product, as many snacks are, and so it can, it, it can slot right into that occasion and become very popular very quickly. So that's what we were, uh, we were setting out to do. Izzo explains that the biggest factor in Airly's ability to reduce its carbon footprint is its uniquely farmed oat base. The big unlock here on the ingredient end for us was that we, we partnered with 
leading uh, climate and soil scientists to actually um, grow grains in a very earth-friendly way. We call it carbon farming that actually remove greenhouse gases from the air. And a lot of people didn't think this could be done. But again, with the partnership of our climate scientists, our soil scientists, directly working with our supply chain and with our, with our uh, oat farmers, we were able to find that not all oats are this way, but early oats are. So we actually uh, worked with a number of farms. One of those farms actually went negative this year, and that's what we use in, early, uh, in, 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 uh, in our early crackers. So they're really the first oats, to our knowledge, that are, are shown with a farm-level life-life analysis to remove greenhouse gas. So it's a negative emissions on that farm. Um, and that's, that's why oats are the hero of our product. You know, one of our tenants, again, is this continual learning. And to, to our knowledge, we're the first people out there who are actually working with multiple growers in several different regions of the country with several different crops to begin to learn you know, how to really um, carbon farm, as, 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 as evidenced by we've sequestered greenhouse gas on our farms. So um, at this point, it seems to be our learning is that it's more related to the part of the country, the specific agricultural practices, things like crop rotations and um, no-till, and, and a very careful precision management of the amount of fertilizer in particular that you use, because fertilizer is a huge emitter of greenhouse gas in agriculture. It's, 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 uh, we're finding that it's more related to those things intersecting with the region of the country and with climactic conditions um, versus particular varieties of, of grain, although that is something that we've actually actively got under investigation. So you'll hear... You know, we're going to be continually learning every year, and I'll say this over and over again, you know, early um, succeeding in creating the first uh, crops that are actually removing greenhouse gas from the air uh, is, is something very new, and we are literally learning on a constant basis about how to do that better, and we expect those footprints of the farm-level life cycle analysis of these products to go more and more and more negative each year. Um, we measure that by, you know, grams of carbon sequestered from the, uh, the air per kilogram of crop. And we expect that to get better and better and better every year. Last year's oat crop used by the company to create its current crackers set a high bar for carbon sequestration, which the brand proudly touts on the back of each 7.5-ounce box of crackers as being 18 to 21 grams of CO2 removed from the air depending on the flavor. The company playfully and helpfully adds that this is equal to about 2,500 to 2,900 beach balls worth of fresher air. While these levels of sequestration are a big achievement, company co-founder and chief supply chain officer Chris Corbin notes Airly already is on track to surpass these levels next year, through its efforts with farmers, millers, and other stakeholders up and down the supply chain. We have um, obviously very key partners on the ag side, on the farms. Uh, And as Mark mentioned last year, 2020 was our first crop year to have carbon negative uh, oats. uh, And that was off of one farm. Uh, We've now expanded that uh, in this, in this crop year in 2021, 
uh, where we'll actually have about eight farms that will be um, uh, producing carbon negative oats. Uh, and roughly it's, it's around 113 million square feet of land uh, that's planted with oats that will be sequestering carbon this year. Uh, so that's a, a really big achievement, and it's been um, really a, a partnership between us, our milling partners, and the grower partners out in the field. Um, but the farm's not the only area that we're focused in. Uh, we also have key ingredient vendors that provide our our seasonings and uh, flavors that go into the crackers, as well as packaging materials. And we're working closely with those vendors to eliminate uh, and reduce the carbon footprint for those particular inputs, uh, whether that's locating uh, vendors that are near to our manufacturing facility or consolidating orders between uh, multiple packaging vendors to decrease the number of uh, trucks and transportation. We're really looking at a holistic approach to measure each step of our supply chain, quantify where the emission is coming from, and then putting an action plan of place against those measurements to reduce it on a year-over-year -year basis. At the beginning, there were definitely hurdles with some vendors that just weren't interested in, in being part of this movement. Um, but at this point, now that we have proven that we can do it, um, and the people that have helped us are going to be key partners to drive it, uh, we're getting all kinds of unsolicited help now. So we're earning a lot of interest from folks who maybe passed on the first attempt or didn't think, as Mark said, that it was possible, and we've done it. Uh, and that's really what we're about is, you know, igniting a movement to take action and to not be paralyzed by the certainty of what the result's going to be. We've got to take steps forward. We'll measure everything and we'll improve each year. And, you know, now having the people that have helped us get to this point, they're already, we're already talking about what are we going to do next? What are we going to do better? How are we going to improve just a little bit more? Um, it's really becoming a, a self-motivating uh, business uh, because of the mission that, that Jim mentioned that we have uh, to reverse climate change through food. Despite the care that Airly is taking to minimize its carbon footprint and make its products as carbon neutral or negative as possible, there are points in the supply chain and manufacturing process that still generate greenhouse gases. And for these cases, the company is purchasing carbon credits to offset its impact. McKnight explains that the company's decision to invest in carbon credits wasn't taken lightly and isn't a get-out-of-free-jail card for minimizing carbon emissions going forward. So it's our goal to make the product itself as carbon neutral to negative as possible. Uh, and I think we've talked a lot about what we're doing to continue to drive down our own footprint uh, and how we use our ingredients and in our supply chain to really drive that footprint down and in the case of the fields, actually drive it negative. Um, realistically today, there is no way to make a product in and of itself 
that is negative, uh, that has negative carbon footprint, just when you think about the baking process and the transportation. So certainly uh, introducing the idea of carbon projects is going to be an important piece of how we deliver the product itself, you know, a box that is sequestering 18 to 21 grams of CO2. Uh, and so as we thought about doing that, you'll see our carbon credits are dedicated to agricultural projects and to forestry projects. So we're not just doing CO2 avoidance. We are fundamentally investing in projects that are removing CO2 from the air. Um, so you can buy with confidence knowing that this box ha is responsible for removing at minimum 18 to 21 grams of CO2 from the air. So that's as we think about approaching it, and we've been very choiceful in the projects we invest in to ensure that those are agricultural and forestry. And in addition to that, trying to make the need for that as low as possible by reducing our product footprint every year. McKnight adds that the company also isn't trying to hide from consumers that it buys carbon credits to offset currently unavoidable greenhouse gases. Rather, she explains the company is fully transparent in its marketing about the challenges and successes of creating a climate-friendly snack, which in turn, of itself, is not an easy undertaking. Talking about oats that sequester carbon on the farm that are within the snack cracker that you're holding in your hand doesn't necessarily roll off the tongue. Um, nor does it necessarily cue a delicious, fun snack experience. So that's kind of been the balance that we've really had to strike is as we introduce a new brand and a new category benefit, because today climate-friendly snacking is not an option. So as we think about bringing the story to light, you know, we're cognizant of making sure that we're presenting the product in a way that's clear and fun and engaging, and then also being very transparent with the consumer on how we're able to deliver what we are. So and you'll see on our packaging itself, if you flip to the back, we've really tried to boil the early story down to, you know, a one-page story uh, with a headline that these by snacking on these mighty crackers, you're helping remove greenhouse gases from the air. So just really explaining what we're doing differently, and then backing that up with the carbon footprint. So on every single box of Airly, you will see that carbon footprint. Um, and we're cognizant of the fact that you know, most people don't know what 18 grams of CO2 are. So we've also, within that space, tried to help clarify. So your box of Airly removes 18 grams of CO2 from the air, which is like 2,500 beach balls worth of fresher air. So really trying to contextualize the impact of that consumer's choice by picking up this box. And then finally, just really trying to boil down the story of how we do it. Because again, it's a new benefit. It's not particularly intuitive. Um, so on every, pack, on every pack, we actually talk about our three steps. So, you know, Making a difference has never been so delicious, and how we really do that is we farm differently, number one, so that our oats remove more CO2 from the air. Number two, we invest in carbon credits to offset our footprint from our production process. You know, we want to be very transparent on the pack. Um, you know, not only do we farm differently, but we do invest in credits to offset the rest of the production. And then finally, uh, sound like a broken record, but number three, we continue to innovate. 
to build a better climate. So as we bring it to life for the consumer, we really try to bring that story to life on back attack, what makes it different, what your impact is by buying it, and then how we're able to actually deliver that. Airly is not the only company talking about its carbon footprint on pack, but other efforts so far have focused on the numbers, which can be difficult for consumers to understand. And those efforts have been limited, which McKnight says Airly hopes to change. Candidly, there just aren't a lot of carbon labeling and a lot of information for consumers out today. Like, we actually think this is one of the most interesting aspects of Airly is today, as a consumer who wants to make the right decisions, it can be difficult to do because generally folks don't print their carbon footprint on pack. And even if you go to a website, it's really difficult to find that. So we're hoping actually that by starting the conversation, we'll be the first, but hopefully not the last, uh, to actually inspire this movement of putting your carbon footprint right on pack. Izzo echoed the sentiment, noting that many companies have made ambitious goals to be carbon neutral or carbon negative in the next 5 to 15 years, and Airly hopes to help lead and evolve with this transformation. You know, our mission is to kind of reverse climate change through food. The product was created to do that and to show it can be done. And what we've done is kind of now and this is the exciting part, right, empowered the consumer to determine the rate at which our food supply can change to one that is part of the climate change solution. It's in their hands now, and we're going to do everything we can to keep educating and pushing and being disciples for this new way of eating, basically. But what's exciting is, for me, the consumer could literally determine how fast this thing goes um, in terms of supporting brands like this. And, mm-hmm. and knowing that their, their food choices can draw down and remove greenhouse gases and reverse climate change. So it's, it's really very exciting for us. As you can tell, we're very, uh, very excited by the opportunity and, and super, super grateful to uh, be able to have the discussion. As Airly helps push the conversation forward, it also will continue to push innovation forward with new products, including plans for wheat-based snacks rolling out in the near future. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you'll join me again for another installment in the future. And to ensure that you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week. <laughs>